Hello, and welcome to CAA Conversations. I'm here today with Valerie Powell and Jeffy Brewer. Valerie Powell is an assistant professor of art and foundations coordinator at Sam Houston State University. She serves as the president of FATE, which is Foundations in Art Theory and Education, and also likes to make art using trinky dinks. Jeffy Brewer is an assistant professor of sculpture at Stephen F. Austin State University, and he loves cheese, but is lactose intolerant. And today, these two are going to talk about collaborative student learning using public art projects. So without further ado, I'm going to hand the conversation over to these two. So I think we're going to talk about maybe those inflatable projects that we do okay. um, and getting students outside. How, how do you like to do that? Well, I think it's interesting that we both came upon it separately since uh, you were one of my students a long time ago. A long time ago another life and uh, I think it's pretty cool that we both came upon it so it must be a decent good thing uh, I personally uh, start out by uh, doing a small maquette each student makes a small maquette and then from there we do uh, three a little bit larger varieties of that and then from that we take it to the large and that can be 20 to 40 to 50 feet tall uh, using uh, either two mil plastic or uh, just regular garbage bags taped together, and then it's inflated using a fan. Uh, and then you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> um, well, I didn't realize that you guys did. So you guys do one project like per class, or yeah. are there several of them that you guys do? Well, we have uh, different sections of the class. We have a three-dimensional design class, and then uh, this project was brought to me via Lauren Selden, uh, who uh, got it from, I believe, Arizona State. And uh, we do it per, it's the, it's the last project of the semester. It's kind of a big group thing. And uh, it's really interesting to see the collaborative process for the students to work together. Because, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to get them to get those interpersonal uh, skills rolling and actually work together. But, Absolutely. Uh, you can always see the one person that takes off and is the leader. And then there's the, the two or three that are, like, really on board and working. And then there's always the guy standing around, uh, you know his nose you can't put that in there uh, <laughs> right. but yeah it's a, it's an interesting project how about you uh, yeah I, I definitely um, borrowed this project as well um, from the University of Florida um, you know saw what they were doing and thought it looked really cool we do something where we have them well, I've done it in several different sort of ways over the years, but um, but one thing that's worked really nicely is we connect it to the common reader um, that we have at Sam Houston. So it's like um, there's a book that the freshmen get, and um, and then we sort of take themes from the book and then you know apply those to the project that they're then challenged to make. So each student you know thinks about it independently, but then we pretty quickly put them into teams. Um, where they're then challenged to make um, a pretty large form, but they have to get inside of it. So it has to be a form that's interactive. Um, so they use plastic and air, sounds like just what you guys are doing, um, and they take it on campus, but they have, um, I guess, the, the added twist of having to put a zipper on it and having to make sort of an inside and an outside. Um, and so, um, so yeah, the, the teams, I think, are always probably the, the, the trickiest you know, moment involved because uh, you think maybe you're putting students together based on similarities or based on, um, well, this person seems like they would work well with this person. And then it usually goes very differently. Um, <laughs> so, 
So yeah, but they they um, part part of the the sort of team situation is like on a Thursday they would um, you know learn what their teams are. They would go out to the site. We assign them like specific sites on campus, and then they have to put together a pitch. Um, so they have to put like a PowerPoint presentation together, talking about like where the plugs are, um, how they're going to handle safety regulations that we have um, that we've sort of told them about, and then um, they put together a two D and a three D model. Um, and then they talk about how they're going to spend their money and how they're not going to fight with each other, how they're going to deal with conflict resolution, hopefully. Um, and then once we approve the pitch, then they're they're sort of free to work on it. Interesting. Very similar on our end. We uh, they do a proposal and then they have to run it through our uh, university to get okay, and they pick the site. So it's site specific. Oh yeah. It, it introduces a site specific aspect to it. And they also have to like work through the bureaucracy of a university, which is, as we all know, fantastic. Challenging, right? <laughs> Amazingly efficient, always, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it is. It is wild that you know you were my professor a thousand years ago, and we, it's not like we did this project or either one of us, you know, would have imagined doing it. But it's it's wild because um, it seems like that's something that you've been into as a teacher for a while, like doing things that are sort of fun or, you know, not necessarily sitting in a desk and, and being quiet and just listening, you know, that you like to get people moving around. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little obnoxious, I think, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think it goes along with my own uh, working practice. I make big, dumb things, and so it works out to be good that you can make <laughs> big, dumb things alongside me sometimes, so... I even sometimes submit a proposal for them. Uh, it never gets picked, but uh, I like to do one as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> so they they just are like, no, it's not going to no, happen for you. No, they don't want to play with me. So. <laughs> well, it's wild because you work with large things, like you are saying, um, made of like metal usually. And then I work with things that are like really, really small, but made of plastic <laughs> in, in my studio practice. So it couldn't be more, more opposite. <laughs> I've got a really good story. I was doing a talk at Fate uh, a couple years ago, and I, in the, and through the middle of my talk, about halfway, I tell the joke, and the joke was uh, the worst joke ever. I'm going to tell the joke now. Ask me if I'm a bus driver. Are, are you a bus driver? No. And that was my <laughs> joke. And uh, the only person in the audience that laughed was Valerie, and she laughed loud that uh, the the entire audience started laughing. And... Uh, I think that describes, uh, I think Valerie and I run on the same wavelength of <laughs> a little goofy, but we care too much and uh, we want the world to make art. Uh, and so I think that kind of uh, defines our, our, both of our uh, teaching styles and process. I, think, I don't know that for sure. That's just a guess. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's for sure true. And when when um, Ellen, you know, reached out and was like, "Hey, you know, there's this podcast that we're going to start with CAA, and would you like to be a part of it? And is there somebody that you'd want to chat with?" Like, you were the immediate person I thought about because um, I thought it'd be so cool to to talk with you and just remembering your class and not really remembering anything about it necessarily, but um, probably because I wasn't that great of a student at that time. <laughs> but um, but just you know, thinking about how. You know, you made me feel as a student, you know, that I, I could do anything, that my ideas were really important, and that, and that you could have a lot of fun making art, but it could also be really serious fun, that it wasn't just, you know, tucked in and, and sort of squared off, you know. Um, and so I think that's definitely something I've taken in, into my career as a professor, is just thinking about 
how can I um, try to implement ideas and um, things that are really, really important, but also make it make it fun and hopefully not um, not not so serious that it it just becomes dreary and, and kind of impossible. <laughs> well, this is, I'm about to start my 20th year of teaching, and that's no where, way. Oh, right. And uh, about 10 years ago, I had this like epiphany that I didn't, you know, no kids, no whatever. And I just get to teach for the reason that I, I don't need the money. I, 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 enjoy, I mean, I need the money, but I, <laughs> who doesn't? But I, I get to do it for the right reasons. I, I want to uh, embark this uh, whatever's in my head into the world of, of creativity and making the want and, and drive to make art. And so it was uh, that 10 years ago, I had this like, uh, what's the word midlife crisis <laughs> where, I, where I was like all right I'm gonna do this and I, and I changed the way that I actually made art I was making art for a small group of people personally uh, academics and intellectuals and then I thought you know there's a whole 99% of the world that I want to make art for uh, and these people too so I you know changed up the way that I made art and I changed up the way I taught even though I think I always had this uh, I want to foster creativity in all my students. I want uh, I want them to feel like I care, but at the same time, I want to be really tough and uh, give them a hard time and make them want to do it as much as I want to do it. So, anyway, long story short, uh, I enjoy my job and I enjoy teaching. I think I could totally get out of teaching and make art for a living. I, I do okay at it, but I would I don't think I would be the same artist if I wasn't a professor. Uh, and I'm totally off the subject of uh, my teaching uh, practice, but uh, well, but I, I I think you're you're still on the subject. I mean, and and when I think about this idea that there are like these students and they're like trusting us, you know, to tell us about their ideas and tell us who they are and what they're struggling with or what they're not sure about, it's like that's such an important major. Th- thing that we get to do as art professors and it's it's such a big deal and I think to to do it you have to really want to do it you know and it's super hard because at the same time you still have to be able to be sort of a jerk and tell them they're <laughs> terrible you know so it's like you know that's the hardest part is to come across and say I love you but your ideas are terrible you know that's a really without being weird you know and so right right exactly because you want to be truthful and you want to be honest you don't just want to coddle them but but you also don't want them to run away forever you know um yeah it's really challenging and and I think probably thinking about the collaborative project that that we you know do in our classes it's like we're putting them in this situation where they could really fail um and not just in a quiet little corner of the classroom but like out in the world you know like they're going to have this audience and it's not just going to be Ricky and Johnny and whoever it's it's the real person walking into the library it's whoever's on campus that day and um And it's so, it's so exciting. Um, And sometimes they really do um, a great job, but sometimes it's pretty awful, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's a level of uh, ownership that comes along with the, uh, with the, with the uh, inflatable project because they do know that it's going to be in public and there are going to be hundreds of people that see it. Uh, So I think they, they, they think about that. You know, it's not this stupid cardboard thing. They have to glue together for a project. It's a, it's a thing. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, and there's, like, shared responsibility, and they have to work through, like, how do I talk to this person about how they hurt my feelings, or, you know, it's, like, all these things that are super real and are, you know, 
of course, important in terms of if you want to be an artist and work with other human beings, um, but also if you just don't want to be a jerk of a person, you know, it's like, how, how do you work on your tone of voice and how do you pay someone back that you said you'd pay back? And, um, and then how do you talk about your idea and how you want to change this design concept um, without, you know, hurting someone's feelings or whatever. But the, the thing that I hear mainly from students about that project is, wow, we get to do something real. Like there's, there's this idea that, you know, all the stuff we're doing in the wash building is not real, but somehow we take it outside. And now since everyone else gets to see it, it's, there's, there's this like realness to it, you know? Grab it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty neat. We can talk a little bit about how we make these things. I think that would be good. And like how we're yeah, like fusing the plastic, what kind of plastic. Go for it. Okay. I'll talk about, because I don't fuse the plastic. I uh, actually, we use uh, just it's ours is very low tech and we purchased the plastic at our hardware stores. Uh, it's a two mil clear plastic or a two mil black plastic, or we go online to, uh, uh, there's a company called Uline. I don't want to plug anybody, but, <laughs> but they sell, uh, uh, one and a half mil uh, plastic bags and they're in colors and it's really hard to find colored plastic. And maybe, uh, uh Valerie will enlighten me. Uh, but we, uh, take that plastic, cut it into sheets, uh, tape it together actually we use uh, uh boxing uh box tape pl clear plastic tape and uh, so we don't actually fuse the plastic together uh, i'd like to hear about how valerie does it though so yeah we um we fuse the plastic so we use a similar kind of plastic so we go to the hardware store and get what's like a you know like a drop cloth sort of plastic um we usually use like a three or four mil clear plastic um although students use a range of plastics they also use um Colored plastic, like from shower curtains or um, party stores, like those table kind of covering things. Um, table covering, is that what they're called? Table tablecloths. Wow. Wow. I had to really search for that one. <laughs> um, bubble wrap is, is also something that they fuse that comes on all different colors. So um, layering the colors and laying the different like opaqueness or transparent um, kinds of plastic can, can really add some, some fun results. But so in terms of fusing, they take an iron or a hair straightener and they would wrap the heating component of that device with a foil or wax paper. And then they would just overlap the materials that, that you're wanting to attach and then just go over it several times and that'll fuse the plastic um, using heat. Yeah, you can also, work? of course, put, yeah, it works really well. Um, and it kind of like crinkles up the plastic so it kind of gets a little lumpy. Um, but you can cut things up and refuse things. And if it didn't fuse well, you can always, um, you know, if there's air holes or something, you can always patch things. Um, it's pretty forgiving. You can still cut it once it's fused. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely, um, we have a really big space that, that, that we teach um, wash in, uh, which is the foundations program here at SAM. And uh, so it, it's, it's really nice. We can move all the tables, we can lay everything out on the floor and they can just be fusing and ironing uh, the plastic. So that's, that's how they do it. And then of course they inflate it using, we have like these industrial shot fans um, and then they weight this thing down using cinder blocks. And we just have them wrap this cinder blocks with plastic just so it's not, it kind of blends into their um, design component um, as as you walk into the to the piece. Interesting. Do you uh, does it ever blow up on site or? 
Um, no, but there have been some close calls. Some sometimes they're they're so um, airtight, and the craftsmanship is is really nice that it, it does create some tension. But but since they have a door and an exit, usually um, that can relieve that that pressure a lot. Um, Way is, more low tech. Uh, we are, you know, <laughs> the plastic's a little thinner, and the tape uh, definitely blows it out on site and it's a frantic <laughs> match. Which really, you know, goes to show who's up for the challenge. So, uh, no kidding. Yeah, and, our, and you're familiar with our space. We have lower ceilings, so they, they sometimes don't get to blow it up until it's the day of the blowing it up, you know. And so that's real uh, tragic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They usually have to, I mean, the the teams that have done really well are the teams that can inflate, you know, prior to going on campus um, so they can see it and they can kind of better understand how to problem solve. Um, but yeah, we don't let them like tie onto trees or do any kind of things like that. So they have to just be sort of self, um, self-contained um, and then hopefully have some kind of experience on the inside that would be maybe different than you know, on the sure. outside. We've, yeah. tried, we've tried the inside with the zipper, but that, uh, it's uh, way more work that's, uh, we actually use tie downs. We, we take rope oh. and build things and use tie downs. And it's necessary because, you know, sometimes it's windy here and uh, it's nothing like a 40 foot tall plastic thing rolling across the, the campus, taking out people. That, that... <laughs> right. That's usually frowned upon for sure. <laughs> well, and have you run across any big problems like on the actual day of the event? Oh, yeah. Rains. You know, it, this last one we've had to postpone for rain. Uh, there's also, uh, yeah, actually, the, the finals day, we, we pushed it to finals day because we dead week we, we did it and it was rainy and it was threatening rain on finals day and uh we're out installing it and, and the lightning bolt hit so uh no. <laughs> we had committed so much time we were ready to go down with the ship so uh we kept it up for a minute and then we tucked it away and everybody got an a <laughs> nice <laughs> well and do you guys have like a theme in terms of how they come up with these designs or is it just sort of whatever they're thinking about you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a. We've done it now for ten years almost, and uh, before that, I did a uh, soft sculpture, so it was a nice transition over to this same kind of idea process. But yeah, we took. Uh, I kind of give them a. Sometimes I'll give them a, a starting point, but most of the time they come up with pretty decent ideas. You know, and it's always uh, stuffed animally, or or uh, rarely it's uh, an abstract form. Mostly it's a. Uh, an object or a thing. Uh, you have to steer away from a lot of things because it just ends up looking like a giant phallic. Uh, right, yes. We've experienced that on, on so many occasions. Um, and it's shocking to everyone when it goes up. It's like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's happening on campus. <laughs> well, it's actually got quite a reputation here. Uh, we uh, People ask me about I get emails all the time, when are you doing inflatables? Uh, other professors across campus. The STEM people are ate up with it. They want you know me to do it every week because uh, it you know talks about a lot of things that they're thinking about. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it's it's a really good project. I, I, I recommend it for all the listeners. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, and 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 what's nice is, is that it's not really expensive. You know, there's not a lot of stuff you have to purchase um, for the project to run. I mean, over the years, I guess we've been doing it. 
I don't know, maybe six years, but over the years we've gotten, you know, fans. It used to be that the teams just had to rent a fan or just use some kind of a box fan that they had. Um, and they usually would bring in their own irons, but we've kind of gotten a little supply of irons going. And the plastic, sometimes we'll get it donated maybe from a hardware store or um, the department will purchase a lot of it, which really helps. Um, and then we take the projects from previous semesters and we'll have, have the students cut them up um, and sort of recycle those different pieces, um, which is kind of fun. I keep some of mine. I keep some of the more interesting ones. And when there's a... Uh, you know, something funny going on on campus, I'll drag one. I have a shark that's about 40 feet tall that sticks up out of the ground. And I, I put that out in front of, you know, specific buildings when I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're, we're, we're not that far away, like geographically. It, it might be fun to do some kind of exchange or some kind of my students do like the designing and your students make it or vice versa. Sure. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is our schools are rivals. Uh, and, they and are. They're big they, rivals. They might be frowned upon if we actually uh, collaborate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Unless it was some kind of a contest where there there could be a winner. <laughs> <laughs> then I think they might get behind it. <laughs> Maybe. And before I let you go, I do want to uh, take a moment to say thank you to Valerie because this podcast project is completely inspired by what she's done with the Fate podcast. So I wanted to take a moment to say thank you, Valerie. Oh, you're so sweet, Ellen. You're so sweet. Well, it couldn't happen without you. So I want to make sure the listening audience knows about your greatness. So, Oh, well, that's very <laughs> debatable, but thank you very much. <laughs> so much. Well, thank you so much, Valerie and Jeffy. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Thank you. Thank you.